We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? So Ben, I couldn't help but notice earlier when we were texting, you started leaving voice messages instead of just writing out the text. Is that a new thing for you? No, I, I do find them good. i tell you what it was. I was at work and I had a, a very short window mm-hmm. and the idea I was proposing to you, I felt like it might take a little bit of texting. So, you know, it's much quicker if I can just speak. So I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually got back to me a lot quicker than you would have if I'd sent a text message, which you normally ignore. So yeah. did that resonate more with you, that voice thing? Yeah, I think it's because uh, via text, you come across as like next to no authority, <laughs> but you have a really commanding voice. I do. So it's like, oh, sh- I better get, get back to him straight away. <laughs> and I kept calling you sir so you did. in my replies. You did. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't and, normally uh, do that. Yeah, it was dear sir you replied, which yeah. was weird. Um, signed off with your full full name and middle name. Yeah, and I kept on saying sorry. Yeah, you did. I think that's fine. I think I think that's the best time to use that when it's it's something that's uh, a complex thing to, to say in text, but easy to say in you know with your voice. You seem to be swaying towards you don't like voice notes. Don't like it when people only communicate via voice notes. I have a friend who who does it, and uh, he'll start he'll initiate the conversation with a text. Yeah. And then after one or two, he'll then start to like recording. And I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's like a power play. It feels like a power play. <laughs> really? Does it? Because I'm not sure if it is. I think it is. You definitely, think it is? In fact, it's definitely a power play. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it is. And maybe, when you think about it. I think it might be more about you than him. But nah, yeah, you nah. know. What a, what a dick. What an absolute <laughs> dick for doing that. Well, um, welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet Mm -hmm. uh, podcast with myself, Ben and Eamon. Hello. uh, In which we talk about movies that we've watched on the toilet because we couldn't watch them with our kids because they're scary or violent or we just didn't want to. Uh, We'd just rather not, you know, because they're annoying, aren't they? Yeah. Dad, Dad, can you (laughs) do something? No, I'm watching the film. You know what I mean. Oh, I mean, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. I hope all yeah. these other parents out there feel the same way. Yeah, I hope so too. Feel like, oh, oh no, I love my children. I wouldn't ever say no to them. <laughs> In fact, we'll pause the movie whenever they ask a question so I can give yeah. them my full attention. <laughs> Tell you what, you, you f*** off. Yep, so today we're going to be discussing Killers of the Flower Moon. The new Ooh. Martin Scorsese. As they call him, I think that's what they call him in Chelsea, isn't it? Do they? Yeah. Like Martin Scorsese, yeah. Have you, yeah, have probably. you seen the new Martin Scorsese? I mean, it's <laughs> sublime. <laughs> I think people that posh don't watch films. They just go to the opera. They do. They just have them like mm. injected into their cryo spine or something because they're so ripped. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The cryo spine. <laughs> the cryo spine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the cryo spine. Yeah, yeah you know, know what I you mean. mean. Now, even that was a power play. Uh, and uh, I bet you feel pretty small right now. That was. It talked about something cool that I don't know about. <laughs> Furiously Googling cryo spine now. I'll be dropping in bits and pieces of it 
as we go on. Yeah, actually, yeah, talking about cross spines, yeah, I think they're pretty good as it it's, goes. It's like it's so niche, you wouldn't even be able to find it. That's why. So <laughs> that is probably why. Uh, We're going to be talking about that movie in probably about 15 minutes or so. So if you don't uh, like fun. Yeah, if you hate fun, let's face it, you would have given up already. But if that cryospine bit has wetted your whistle, stick around for more of the same. That was a good bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, a bit. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, you'll text me later. Keep that cryospine bit in. I'll leave a little voice note for you. Yeah. That cryospine bit was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it was terrific. Please respond. <laughs> Any correspondence from the last episode, which was uh, about the... Exorcist Believer, wasn't it? Which was a horrible mess of a film. Uh, but did anyone anyone reply? Anyone write in anything? Yeah, I've got a, got a letter here. <clears throat> Dear Watching Films on the Toilet, long-time fan here from the USA, the greatest country in the world. <laughs> I listened to your last podcast, which was a classic, by the way, and was struck by Eamon's hatred of Northerners. Those guys sound like a bunch of goofballs. Anyhow... We had a similar problem here in the US of A with a bunch of neighbours who we didn't care for. And let me tell you what we did. We built a big, beautiful wall to keep them out. <laughs> you should do the same to these northern jerks. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, and some, I assume, are good people. I'm a big fan of your podcast, but it feels like you guys are holding back a little. You've got to go big on these things. Oh. Like last week, when Ben was saying that women can't fix things... You could just tell what he really wanted to say was that women are stupid idiots. You should just say that, Ben. It's obvious that's how you feel. Keep the anti-women things going. It's got legs. Let's see what happens. Who knows? Maybe you'll grow some balls and start talking about your hatred of immigrants. I would love that. God bless you, fellas. Uh, and he's not left a name. Don't know who that's from. It's interesting that he's picked up on something that I clearly said that that was not what i meant he's he's really so wrong with that we I, were talking about uh jobs that uh, an elderly lady could do because uh yes ben was saying it was boring that the lady in the exorcist was an author ellen burson yeah we yeah, it was spitballed a bit ben said oh maybe she could be a, a photocopy repair person oh hang on women never do that uh, no no i said i had never Often, you normally see men doing that job. I didn't say that women couldn't do it, but I, I can't say I've ever seen a female photocopy repair person. I would like to. And you if you are a female photocopy repair person, please write in mm. and let us know, because mm. I'd like to know how that works. It's, anno that it's, works it's annoying. You. you can't see the face that Ben's pulling as he's seeing this. <laughs> It, it recontextualizes everything he just said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Do you have, okay, I'll, well, I'll save you there, Ben, from your, that hole you're digging for yourself. Do you have any... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Deep if you hole, take a yeah. break from hating on women for a second, do you have any correspondence? <laughs> I do. I do. We, um, we have a letter. So, uh, dear watching films on the toilet, the power of Christ compelled me to write to you... <laughs> <laughs> after listening to your last episode 
I thought your idea of replacing communion wafers with flying saucer sweets was inspired, and I'm planning on trying it out at my church. It's in a small village in the southwest of England, and over the years we've seen a gradual decline in attendance, despite my efforts to inject a bit of fun into the masses. Just last month I replaced Holy Water with Holy Fanta. Mm. Initially it went down very well. <coughs> we had a new holy flavour each week. Unfortunately everything went wrong when one of the priests poured fruit twist Fanta over a baby's head during a christening. Ooh. And that was the end of that. The Easter last year I had a 10 foot chocolate crucifix erected behind the pulpit. <laughs> Milk chocolate cross, white chocolate Jesus. <laughs> But it was unusually hot for April, and a lot of children were left traumatised when Christ started to melt, like that chap at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was awful, but also quite delicious. My most successful event to date was the Is It a Bible or Is It Cake evening. Ooh. Villagers were invited to bite our Bibles in the hope that it was actually a carefully decorated sponge. We lost a few teeth, but the all-you-can-drink blood of Christ party that followed mm. was a great success. Please keep coming up with great ideas. Father Grenadine Huff. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name, isn't it? Mm. He's even got like a sweet name. Yeah, Grenadine. Which is a just a strange coincidence, I guess. I was going to say, I'm surprised that people are losing their teeth biting Bibles. But, I know. Uh, but then, of course, they are quite old, aren't they? Most of uh, the people who go to church. And some of the Bibles have like a little bit of metal around the edge and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're quite in the fancy churches, they do. It's pretty fancy in this village, I think. Oh, is it? <laughs> you, th you think that, do you? I do, because it must be if people have lost their teeth on Bibles, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. If you have a bit in the Bible, oh. <laughs> let us know right in. You bit, a, you bit something, didn't you? Yeah. You have a bit in a Bible, Eamon. <laughs> Not a bit in the Bible. A bit in anything else? Yeah, I've been, been some stuff. Been some stuff, yeah. got so crushed, you bit a Bible, didn't you? No, no, was it wasn't it, a Bible. It wasn't a Bible, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it's funny, you put me on the spot a bit with that last letter. It's just like it's come full circle. It's quite <laughs> oh, a nice some, feeling. Like some sort of like payback, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We leave that there, should we? <laughs> do you leave it there if you like, mate? <laughs> okay, so... We love pick and mix, don't we, Eamon? Oh, it's the best. And what we've been doing for the past few weeks is we've been talking about a pick and mix suite, and then we decide whether it would make it to our essential bag. Mm. What have we had? We've had fudge cubes. We've had prawns. Foam prawns. We've had prawns. flying saucers. What pick and mix suite are we discussing this week? It's a classic. It is the original Jelly Baby. The original jelly baby. so okay the reason i use that phrasing is that in some haribo bags they do jelly babies mm. it's not them it's the barrett's jelly babies the chunky ones covered in covered in dust. dusty you you we're talking about dusty jelly babies yeah yeah i don't feel like they're around that much in pick and mix i feel like i've had a few in pick and mix yeah so you, you might mm. find them here and there like here and there. Yeah. Yeah. What are you getting at? No, I'm just saying. It's just an interesting phrase, isn't it? Here and there. Hmm. Like two, two specific places and nowhere else. <laughs> Here and yeah. there. Nowhere else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like what do we mean? Like here and there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's it. You know, you clearly see there's something in this. Keep going. Let's keep keep 
keep saying these words <laughs> over and over again. When's the last time you had a jelly baby? When's the last time you had a jelly baby? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, I feel like I have them quite regularly. Mm. Which I think it's one of those things. I think I'll always just put a couple in. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, tell you this, Ben. I don't think I'm that much of a fan. You're you going straight in with that? Yeah. Okay. I don't quite like them. I like the dust. Mm-hmm. I like the bite. I like that you can. You, I quite like that you can bite its head off. Is that the the first thing you always do? Bite off the head? Yeah. Is that sadistic? Am I twisted? I think that's what I usually. They're too big, aren't they, to have in one go? Yeah. So if you eat the head first, that's kind of like your starter, and then the rest of the mm. body is the main. Yeah, much like body of Christ. Yeah, and then pudding is uh, just another sweet, I guess. Pudding of Christ. Yeah. So so you got starter head, body main, th- full throw in for the pudding. Full throw in. That's right. Yeah. Like any dessert, it should be as much food as the, the your main and starter combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 yeah. how, that's how we have our dinners, like isn't it? That's right. So if you were bought, say, a, I don't know, like a pecan pie for dessert, you have a little slice, mm-hmm. you eat the remainder of that pie oh, oh, mm. all mm. in one go, and then you eat the full, <laughs> the full pie. <laughs> yeah. They bring you another pie and you eat the full pie. Can I have... <laughs> For my starter, can I please have a small slice of pecan pie? For my main, can I have the remainder yeah. of that pie? And for my dessert, can I please have an additional pecan pie? No, no, that's not how it works. This is all dessert. Yes, it this is. This is all dessert. You break no, the dessert no, into three starter- parts, don't you? You've already eaten your meal. You've already eaten your <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. You've had your starter, you've had your main, then you have your dessert, and the dessert is bought in three parts. No, your starter... That's what you said. No, the starter is the head of the the jelly baby, Mm. the body is the main, and then the dessert is an entirely new jelly baby. (laughs) But but what about the rest of the meal? What if you go to Nando's? Oh, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) This is making my head I told you I was tired. This is what happens. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel I'm desperate to get out of this. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I, I can't. <laughs> okay, well, look. What's your rating? What's your? Is it making it into your bag? Okay, I think what it is is I much prefer the Harry Bow version. They're smaller. I like the texture more. They're like a bit bit chewy. They they really nail that sweet spot where yeah, it's slightly chewier, but it's not like a like a chewy sweet. They got a better like bite, a, they? Starburst. They got a better bite. bite. Exactly. Yeah. Al dente, I believe, is what the uh, jelly baby connoisseurs say. <laughs> they're just not cooked as well as the others. To the tooth, I believe, is what. To that. the tooth. So they're like normal jelly babies. They're cooked for about t- twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. The Haribo jelly babies. It's eight, if that. Undercooked. In salted water, boiling salted water. <laughs> I think they've the Haribo ones have kind of ruined the Barrett's ones for me, which I feel mm. slightly conflicted about because I, I, I'm guessing Haribo is an American company and Barrett's is an old-fashioned British company, but sod it, they do it better. I thought you were a patriot. I hate the British. <laughs> you're, I'm pretty sure you're a patriot. You've got a massive Union Jack tattooed on your back. D- yeah, being uh, flushed down a toilet. <laughs> I've got an even bigger toilet tattooed on you my see, back. I've only, when I asked to see the tattoo, you only ever show me, like you just lower your collar. 
I've never seen the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I would say you can see the very top so bit. So next time, maybe if you lift up your shirt from the bottom, mm. you let me see it. Would I see the toilet? You see the toilet and then uh, it's Uncle Sam <laughs> with a plunger stuffing the Union Jack into a toilet. Uncle Sam. Barely had to explain yeah. it to the tattoo artist. Yeah. So, you know, one of those Uncle Sam yeah. stuffing a Union Jack into toilet? You know what I'm talking about. You know the one. On my whole back. <laughs> you made that classic mistake of going to the tattoo parlor and just saying, surprise me. And uh, and that's what you end up with. Yeah, all right, Ben, what was your what rating would you give it? You haven't given me yours. You haven't given me yours. Um, you never asked. I did. I did. You did it. <laughs> I said you before, start going on about tattoos. Give me a rating. I did. I can you go didn't. back and listen to it if you want. <laughs> All right, stop everything. Listen, Let's go back I've... and listen. Fine. I will. I will give this four pick out of ten mix, and it wouldn't make my essential bag. Surprised. What about you? I like them. I also like the Haribos, but I'd consider them to be kind of different. I wouldn't say. I'd say they're just different sweets. You know, there's a place for both of they're them. Jelly, well, they're jelly babies, aren't they? So they're not different. They're both shaped like babies and they're called jelly babies. So nah, like, you know, like a, a green pepper tastes different to a red pepper, doesn't it? Still peppers though, aren't they? They're not different. Yeah, but you know, you wouldn't, you'd use different one for different occasions. Did I just beat you in an argument? Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's ever happened before. I hate this feeling. Okay, I'm going to give it a seven pick out of ten mix. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, they'd probably make my bag if I saw them. Yeah, I'd throw a couple in. Sounds good. Yeah, All right. pretty solid. Okay, let's try and not get quite so weird as we talk about Killers of the Flower Moon. Eamon, <laughs> Eamon, how did you see this movie? I'm literally hot, hot off the press. I've literally just seen it. You're hot um, off the movie. What about you? Um, I saw it in the cinema and I mm-hmm. had, thankfully had a very comfortable seat because it was very long. Okay, mm. well, um, let's let's summarise the film then with the summer wee. Mm. Uh, what did yeah. you drink for me to give me the long wee time in which to talk about this movie? Well, it's three and a half hour runtime, so I imagine you'd need an awful lot of uh, lot of wee. Yeah. So I drank uh, I drank a big bucket of moonshine. <laughs> Just like that illegal, illegal liquor that they all drink in the film. That sweet illegal liquor. Oh, it's eighty percent proof. So uh, I can't, I can't see anymore. I'm blind. <laughs> Excellent. Oh well. Yeah, but how long did it give me? It was uh, a minute and twenty-one seconds. Excellent. So it was a long, long wee. So every cloud, you know, it was you're blind, but gave me a good old chunk of time. All right. Well, let's let's do this. I'm good to go. Okay, all right. Three, two, one, go. So the year is 1919, and the Assage tribe, who made a whole lot of cash after discovering oil on their land, are being murdered one by one by entitled white folks, and law enforcement aren't doing anything about it, which is all very 1919. Handsome, dumbass Leonardo DiCaprio heads to the reservation to work for his uncle Robert De Niro, a popular deputy sheriff who is brazenly killing off the Assage people in order to inherit their money whilst wearing ridiculous aviation goggles. DiCaprio falls in love with Lily Gladstone and marries into her rich family, then along with his brother carries out De Niro's murderous plan, systematically killing Lily's sisters in order to inherit a greater share of their fortune. What a jerk. The Assage people, having understandably had enough of the murders and having no luck with private detectives, head to Washington, D.C. for the president's help in the matter, which he sends in the form of the FBI. 
after they pay him $20,000. It doesn't take the FBI long to work out who's behind the murders and with his wife incapacitated because he's poisoning her and one of his children dead, DiCaprio decides to testify against his horrible uncle. Before he heads to prison, Lily meets up with her husband, giving him one more chance to be honest with her, but he lies again, so she finally turns her back on him. We get a brief epilogue that takes the form of a 1930s radio show and Scorsese himself steps out to tell us what happened to Lily Gladstone's character, Molly Burkhart, before a contemporary Assage tribal dance marks the end. Very good. Yeah, not a lot of lols. It wasn't that funny, but it was a good, accurate retelling of the story in a minute and 27 seconds. Excellent. Concise. Concise. Mm. Cool. So it's interesting. I mean, you you are you are hot off the press on this. Mm. Um, so you've just come back. What what are your first impressions having just seen it? Because I've had a little longer to let stew. I have to say, my biggest takeaway is that it's real long. Yeah, it was very long. I give my wife a hard time about falling asleep on the sofa when we watch things, and yeah. I kind of pride myself on being like, I would never fall asleep. <laughs> through uh, something compelling yeah. I did fall asleep I did have a, a micro nap did you did, when this. did you fall asleep it was around about the time what woke me up was uh, Robert De Niro paddling um, <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and I was like wow oh, what's going on what a way to wake up I heard Martin Scorsese saying that uh, the book that this is based on is I think a lot more of a, the police procedural like how they yes the, the committing of the crimes and how they solved them and he was going uh, this bit too kind of one note and they decided instead to focus on the relationship yeah so I think that was Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play Jesse Clemens role and then he expanded the handsome dumbass role yeah I'm not sure if that was the right thing to do I, I agree I that's what I was thinking. I would I would have been quite happy with a really good police procedural. I think it probably would have helped the runtime. And I also felt like if you're going to look into that relationship, you should really tell it from her point of view because that's yeah. the most interesting perspective. I think this is primarily through Leo DiCaprio's eyes. So you kind of feel complicit in the crimes. Also, there's no real kind of like suspense to it. Mm. Whereas I think if it was from her point of view, like that reveal that he was poisoning her would have been quite impactful, I think. Yeah, when you found out that he was doing all these things, it kind of came out of the blue. It, there was no big reveal there. It was like, oh, right, so he's he's doing these horrible things. He's been doing this the whole time. I worried that maybe I'd missed something really important when I had my micro nap. No, I think the problem for me was that he is not an intelligent character. Mm. And he was sort of, he was just obedient. He was, he did love Molly, but it means that he wasn't really driving things forward. He was just going along with it. He just kept making the wrong choices. Yeah. And finally did the right one at the end. I mean, we shouldn't root for him, but it's, it's a long journey with a character like that. And I think the detective would have been would have been pushing things forward clearly a lot more. It's like driving to Edinburgh with your father-in-law. <laughs> no one wants that. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Molly's poisoning, went mm. on for way too long. Yes. She was inactive for a very long time, which, you yeah. know, I got it. As soon as he started putting it, <laughs> adding something to the insulin, I get it. I know what he's doing. <laughs> Um, yeah, every subsequent scene where he's like sneaking in the poison, you think, okay, well, now something's going to happen because we've already seen this happening. So they're not going to show us that again. They'll change it. Yeah. Mm. And it's horrible. And it was still horrible. 
it sort of it didn't get more horrible. It was just horrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever poisoned your wife? Um, not as far as I know. We've all done it. <laughs> no, I haven't given a. Don't think I've ever given a food poisoning. But uh, regular poisoning then, with uh, you know poison. Yeah, regular poison, but not like <laughs> not food poisoning. What about you? Have you you poisoned? Your oh, wife? I've done regular poisoning, sure. But just to just to calm her down a bit, just to help her rein it in. She wouldn't listen. She wouldn't listen to reason. So she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just a, a, a light poisoning. Yeah. We'll take the wind out of her sails, and, sh- and sure enough, it did, <laughs> and it and it still does. This was made for Apple TV, wasn't it? Yeah. So he can make it as long as he wants to make it, but it doesn't mean he should. I think if you're going to have a film this long, you need to have like an intermission or something. If it's one of the pictures. Yeah, the, at my at my picture house, it wasn't one I went to, but there are showings with intervals. Where would you have had an interval in this if you if you're watching it? I'd have had two, I think. Yeah. But it was so it was so long. I think I would have had one right before the radio show, right at the end. I did like that little epilogue. Yeah, I thought that was a, a great scene as well, and it was it, it made me think of our current fascination with true crime and how you know yes. they they reduced this story to basically sound effects for a long yeah. time, and I thought it was quite powerful when. Scorsese, which apparently is how you should say his name, stepped out. Well, I read one review saying it was like he was taking moral responsibility for the story. Like by putting oh. himself there, he's showing that this is on me because people who present these true crime stories and podcasts and whatever, it feels like mm. they just don't really care about the people involved. Whereas obviously they should, particularly in a story like this. That's what I really like about him as a filmmaker is he thinks about everything. And even if it's not a decision you necessarily agree with, you can tell that there's a lot of thought behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, that, it made me look at the whole film in a different way. Like it was funny, like it's much funnier. It was a lot funnier. Yeah. There was one part that did make me laugh a lot, which yeah. was when one of the accomplices he was talking about getting insurance money basically if i was to kill my children would i get my wife's inheritance yeah and the lawyer was like um i'm gonna have to stop you there because it sounds like you're gonna kill your children (laughs) well yeah (laughs) which is dark like really it's horrible but it was funny i did like this film i think i would have enjoyed it even more had i watched it at home and broken it up a little bit with some snacks yeah and you could have watched a bit of YouTube at the same time. I'd be dual screening. So I'd be watching yeah. My Mechanics, Swiss guy who uh, <laughs> restores uh, old tools. I'd have one of those yeah. on the go. It's better. So also what, what, help, what helps serious films go down is a little game of mini, mini pool online. Mwah. So yeah, I went to see the film in the cinema. And when I mm. walked out, there were, there was irritating couples talking quite a lot. I think two couples had like met up at the cinema mm. for a night out which is just weird like why would you oh hey let's go and see this three and a half hour movie together and sit or, in silence for go and have a drink yeah. or whatever anyway I walked out and I heard this one woman say to her boyfriend I don't think she really liked the film and she said um, I just didn't really respect that woman at all <laughs> I just thought oh my god like your lack of empathy yeah. You didn't respect her. And I think it was because she sort of said, well, you know, she she married him. Like, she knew he wanted her money. Like, he then killed her entire family and yeah. she lost a child. But not a lot of respect for her, really. It's just like, well, those things haven't happened to me. So I can't really, you know, relate to that. If you're listening, that woman, 
if you're listening to the podcast, please write in and maybe explain to us where your shocking lack of compassion comes from. Tell us which other protagonists you hate <laughs> as well. Which other tortured heroes you despise. Uh, hey that Andy Dufresne. <laughs> doesn't do anything, he gets raped the whole time. Yeah, he went to prison, didn't he? Went to prison and he gets duffed up. He's an idiot. <laughs> oh, what a clown. I tell you what, the one thing that did this fight strike me, does she know that, that he tried to kill, that, or he did kill her family before the trial? That was what I was wondering. I think maybe she didn't. Because there's no cutaway when he admits to killing her uh, sister. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, when she met him after that, she was disgusted by him. But she didn't mention so, any of that stuff. She was just wanted to know, wanted to hear him confess to poisoning her. I guess that was the one thing he could have been truth, truthful about. But yeah. He chose not to be. Um, what's the biggest lie you've told your wife? That I've never, never been married before. <laughs> Please, Ben, you can't tell her. But you know, I've been married twice before. Should we put it in the episode description? That's fine. Okay. I mean, for, yeah. Fortunately, my wife never listens to this podcast ever. No, it's good. It's good for the audience. It's good for the. It's good yeah. for the numbers. Well, sometimes, do you know what? I'm glad I've had my secret wives in the past, just out of spite, because she never listens to it. <laughs> you heard That's that? Great soundbite. <laughs> we all know about your ex-wives, or, or should I say, current wives? Yeah, I mean, I love them all. You, uh, you know? you've got so many that you stopped calling them by name and just use like physical attributes. So you've got your tall, <laughs> tall wife. Yeah. Keep going. Cross wife. Yeah. Strong wife. You've got one who's really strong. <laughs> like that woman from Encanto. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. really big. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's really strong. She's very, very handy to have around. You've got your gay wife. That one, that one always fascinates me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I didn't know when I married her. Yeah, but you've, you've kept you've kept it going anyway. Yeah, you got to keep it going. It's it's you mm. know I like them all. Eye patch wife, that's one of my favourites. I. Pa- <laughs> she hates it when you do a, a pirate impression, doesn't she? She she does. I'm subtle about it. Like I'll throw it in like, oh, do you want anything from Sainsbury's? I'm gonna pop to the Argos inside. Your jail wife? She's never been out of jail, but I, I wrote to her and we were married. Yeah, it's one of those weird things, isn't it? Where uh, yeah. you fell in love with her and just yeah, she's built a relationship a... online. Yeah. Can't talk about the horrible things she's done. So, yeah, would you flush this film away or would you fish this out? I think if you'd asked me a few days ago, I was quite, I was quite down on it. I was wondering if this was the right way to tell this story, but... I thought a lot about the end of the film. It is a mm. bit of a, a commentary on, on true crime yeah. in general. And the fact that this, is, this story has now been presented to a huge audience, which I think is very important. And I did enjoy the film. Um, there was some mm. horrible stuff, uh, but I thought the performances were very strong. It kept me interested for three and a half hours. I was, so yeah, I would fish it out. Is it one yeah. of Scorsese's best? I don't know. It was one of Leo's best performances, particularly mm-hmm. his gurning towards the end of the film. And I thought Lily Gladstone was fantastic. She was really, really good. And De Niro. So, yeah, uh, what about you? I don't think it's a, it's, it's a Scorsese all-time great. 
Um, it's really interesting and it's flawed, you know, like we said, but I think I'll probably buy the book that it's based on. It makes you want to find out more about like, the, yeah. find out about more about the Osage people and that sort of context. And um, I know I had a micro nap, but I was incredibly tired. That's, that's okay. <laughs> um, that's all right. We are two dads for the podcast. Two dads, yeah. But so I would, I would fish this out. I think it's great that a filmmaker like him is still getting these big budgets to make really yeah. interesting films. And it's nice. Watch, Amazing. Nice watching something that's not part of a franchise. Like I can't imagine there's going to be a Killers of the Flower Moon extended <laughs> universe. Okay, so that means uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is going in the tank of glory um we have i think at the moment we've got the loved ones infinity pool extraction 2 <laughs> evil dead rise and john wick 4 i mean oh what my. a collection what i mean half of those were done were not on my watch so, no well so. you know you left so uh <laughs> there we go so pick a number and i'll tell you which one's leaving between one and five uh two two okay that is john wick four <laughs> which i am very sad to lose can't see what i'm doing i'm interlocking my hands to create one large yeah. fist and then shaking it either right. side of my head john wick four is being replaced oh, by killers of the flower moon Woo. which is uh right which is fine so there we go good right here's the song to this week's top five and martin scorsese is famously a very small man in fact how tall is he it's five foot four five four all right i mean he's hollywood average mm. so what we thought we'd do for our top five is compare the heights of celebrities and if we guess the taller of the two celebrities then we win hey. and if we don't we lose so whoever gets the most at the end uh, wins. All right. Uh, I lost last week. I think I've got the hang of this. Okay. So, uh, Fern Troyer mm. from Austin Powers. Yeah. And Robert Wadlow, the tallest man to ever live. <laughs> Who do you think is the tallest out of those two? Ooh, um, are we talking tall as in height or tall as in spirit? Yeah, either. Either. That's why it's hard. Uh, <laughs> tricky one. I'm going to go with the, the much taller man. It is. Robert Pershing Wadlow. <laughs> that was just a joke. Oh, that was just to warm you up. Crazy guy. I was really I was really pleased I got that. Here's a real one. Tom Cruise mm -hmm. or Jack Black? Who's the taller? Have they been in a movie together? Tropic Thunder. They've circulated, haven't they? Exactly. Tom Cruise is notoriously short. But I think you might be trying to throw me a curveball there. But am I double bluffed mm. um i think tom cruise is taller correct tom cruise yes. is five foot seven jack black is five foot six Ooh. tom hardy i'm hardy or charlie's theron oh that's a good one starred together and conflicted in old mad, mad max fury road and cross max I got believe. in her face apparently was he looming over her or staring up at her <laughs> either way completely inappropriate yeah Oh, good question. I reckon Charlize Theron was a model, I think. Or was, was a model and was quite tall. Yeah. So I reckon she's like 5'10 five, five, or something like that, maybe. Tom Hardy, he's a big fella. I will tell you this. You got Charlize Theron's height right. Oh, 5'10. Jeez, Louise. 
You're a good, you're a good height guess, man. Wow. Is Tom bigger or shorter? When he was Bane, he was looked big, didn't he? He does cut an imposing figure as Bane, doesn't he? Oh, Ben, this is a devilish one. I will say Tom Hardy. It's Charlie's. Oh, so how how tall is Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's five foot nine. Which is, it is surprising because he is... Bigger than that. He's such an imposing figure on film. He is, yeah. But he's not not a huge guy. Good one. Okay, right. Michael Jordan from the film Space Jam. Okay. And LeBron James from Space Jam, A New Legacy, I think it's called. Having watched The Last Dance, which was amazing. So good. I feel like Michael Jordan was not tall for a basketball player mm-hmm. he could jump ridiculously high but i don't think he was particularly tall lebron james he's a big dude I and mean, they both are I'm, I'm gonna go with lebron correct so yes. uh michael jordan six foot six lebron james six foot nine. Ooh, that's quite a difference isn't it it is he's got a lovely big bushy beard as well oh, he has he has got a nice beard isn't he okay here's another one Kira Knightley mm-hmm. or Al Pacino? Al Pacino is a small dude. How is he guy? Yeah. <laughs> Just a regular Creole guy. <laughs> Born and raised New York. Tall, shot. I don't matter. I would be small. I would say Kira Knightley. You are correct. Yes. Kira Knightley is five foot six and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino is five foot oh. six. See a pattern. So she's a quarter of an inch taller. You see a pattern and what Ben's trying to do is uh, making the women win every time to try and get back in, in the ladies' good books. <laughs> oh, actually, there's plenty of tall women. It's, it's not just men who are tall. Yeah, okay. I've cracked Ben's code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, go on. Right, Stephen Seagal Ooh. or John Cleese? <laughs> Ooh, that's hard because I know Cleese is tall, but I know Seagal is I know Seagal's a p- Yep. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Cleese. Yes, very good. Yes. You're crushing this. John Cleese, six foot five. Steven Seagal, six foot four. That's close. Jeremy Strong mm-hmm. or Jason Statham? I think Jeremy Strong is about five foot nine. Five foot eight seems, seems pretty short for Statham. There's not a lot in it, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, there's a quarter of an inch in your last one. Exactly. That. But still, it's someone's taller, you know? Someone's always taller. I'll say Statham's taller. Statham is half an inch taller. <laughs> so Jeremy Strong is five foot eight oh and a quarter inches. Yeah. Jason Statham is five foot eight and three quarter inches. Right, here we go. Sylvester Stallone uh, and John Claude Van Damme. Ooh. I was thinking, like, I'm sure I've seen Stallone next to Arnie. And I think Arnie's six, is he six two maybe? Van Damme doesn't seem big. He doesn't seem like a tall guy, but but I've never met him. I've never met Stallone either. I'm gonna go with taller Stallone. Stallone is five foot nine inches. Jean-Claude Van Damme is five foot 10 inches. Oh, Ooh. Van Damme's bigger. He's okay. a big boy. So you're on three. And I'm on two. Henry Cavill or Keanu Reeves. Oh, damn. You really put a lot of thought into these. These are real head scratchers. I don't think many people know heights, really. Mm. It's so tricky because you, as you said, you see them against other people, but 
They're standing on boxes. Yeah. You don't know how big these people are. Superman is usually a strapping chap, isn't he? They have big fellas. But I know uh, he's quite tall, isn't he, um, Keanu? I think he's like 6'2 or something. And I think you're trying to hoodwink me into going for Cavill. Hoodwink? Yeah, hoodwink. That's right, I went there. Mm. Make me think that it's Cavill because he's broader. But I'm going to say Keanu's taller. He is. Yes. He is quarter of an inch taller. (laughs) Oh, God's sake. (laughs) Oh, you've made yours so hard. So Cavill is six foot and a half inch. And Keanu Reeves is six foot and three quarters of an inch. Okay. All right. So uh, Whoopi Goldberg Mm -hmm. and Scarlett Johansson. I don't feel like Whoopi Goldberg's that big. Scarlett Johansson is... Oh, I really... I have no idea. I'm going to go with Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson is five foot three. Whoopi Goldberg is five foot five. Oh, no. Deceptively short, Scarlett Johansson. Denied. I'm surprised. I was, su- I was surprised at her height. I thought she was taller. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Okay. Right. Okay, last one then. This is for the win, Eamon. Denzel Washington or Jamie Foxx? Another good one because Denzel always seems like a tall guy, I think, because he holds himself really well. He does hold himself well. I, but I don't think Jamie Foxx is that short either. I reckon Denzel's about five foot ten, and Jamie is five foot nine. So I'm going to say Denzel is taller. You are correct. Yes. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Denzel's actually uh, taller than that. He Denzel is six foot one. Oh. And Jamie Foxx is five foot nine. Ah. So you're on the right track. Yeah. Well done. Very good, Eamon. You re- you Come back. turn that around. You turn that around. That's a great... I mean, what an inspirational story that is. I feel quite... Uh, it's quite intense. I think we all feel quite emotional after that, don't we? That was good. I like that game. The story of that game was more compelling than any of the Expendables. <laughs> it did. It had more peaks and troughs. How are we going to compare celebrities next time? You know You know exactly how. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I wish you could see the Cheshire Ben just did. Yeah. It was smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Let's get in hot in here. Okay. So, um, thanks, everyone. You did really well getting this far. Well done. And we did really well just getting something down. <laughs> just getting something down. Something out there. Thanks very much to all our Patreons. You're hot. You're smoking hot. Yeah. Mum. This week, each patron... Yeah, weird. This Mm. week, uh, having talked about gestures, we're going to describe each patron as a gesture. Okay. So, Michael Foster is uh, a nod and a wink and kind of taking off an imaginary hat. Yeah. That's his gesture. I'll tell you what Rafa is. You know that thing Vigo does in Eastern Promises? Yeah. Two fingers under the chin. That, yeah, that's, that's a good Raph one. Is. That's Raph. My yeah. mum, on the other hand, is full palm under the chin and swipe away. Yeah, was it Vafangul? Yeah, she, yeah. And um, what about my dad? Your dad is the Degeneration X, where they do the, the cross <laughs> over, you know over the junk. Shawn Michaels came back to WWE yeah. with Triple H, so mm. DX are back together. They didn't do the thing. What? That's the best bit. The, like, they, he did a big X, like stood above him and he did his like splits yeah. thing. 
they didn't do the they didn't do the thing. They've workshopped that with with a degeneration woke more like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, can we take a look at this gesture where you're doing a cross cross over your junk? Not sure that's in the spirit of our modern. We've, uh, we've put it out there with a very broad test audience, and ninety-eight uh, percent of them were really offended by it. So uh, I'm do almost that. all of them were sick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's what your dad is. You can't make that noise. As and well. he makes that noise. <laughs> When you isolate the audio, when they do that, if you, if you drown out all the crowd sounds, it's just like Shawn Michaels. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. It's that noise. Yeah. So thanks everyone for and listening. Find us on social media, rate, review, subscribe, and have a really great day. Yeah. Okay. Can't top that. So I'll just say keep flushing. Keep flushing.